0: On this week's The Koi Gig Podcast, we had an exclusive interview with Manchester United's owner, Barrier. With those crowds and that pressure, I just love it. Listen now and make sure you subscribe to the Koi Gig Podcast feed wherever you get your podcasts. OTB AM with Gillette Labs. Get the ultimate shave or your money back. Neon Night Edition available now. I'm glad to say David Clark is with us this morning. David, good morning to you. How are you? Morning, man. How are you? Yeah, good. Um, that was pretty interesting at the weekend you know I'm not sure everybody not sure anybody had a 5 point win for Mayo and it wasn't really just a 5 point win it was like good performances all over the field tactically very adept a proper identifiable game plan some players playing better than we've seen them play in a couple of years uh, you have to be excited if you're a Mayo fan
1: yeah I suppose still have that uh, maybe that warm feeling on a Wednesday morning after after a weekend like that Uh, expectations gone through the roof but uh, I know, realistically, yeah, it's uh, it's great. As you said, you've, you've named it out there. You could see, you could see what Mayor were trying to do. Um, going back to the week before the game, Kevin McStay set it out plainly enough. Really, he goes, he goes, Mayor going to bring a lot of aggression to the game. It wasn't anything about tactics. It wasn't anything about too fancy. That that's that's the type of talk. Because after the Roscommon game, there was a feeling. Uh, Mayo probably didn't get to the pitch of the game. They didn't get in their faces. They didn't push up high enough up the pitch, but it was all different against Kerry. Uh, against and uh, with that, then, I suppose you seen the very best of Mayo. Um, pressing high, real runners from all over the pitch, uh, great energy. And I uh, suppose just one thing P- Paddy touched on there in, in that last clip is you don't know if a team is hungry or not until you get onto the pitch. And this uh, was in the first about two or three seconds, Aidan O'Shea and Paulie Clifford clashed together there was only one winner there and uh, I suppose that's the storm for me you could see you could see that Aiden O'Shea was, was in a frame of mind that he was going to cause a bit of damage and uh, from there I suppose things took off lovely um, it's, uh, it's, it's a testament I suppose really to Kevin McStay uh, the fellas that he brought back into the team I know there was injuries were against Roscommon but he's shown real faith I suppose starting to cut a goal he, uh, he said it's stalled out at the start of the year um he said it started stall out at the start of the year that Cullen was his man, David McBree in full back, uh Jack Coyne, you know, give him some uh, some real, real important roles. Uh, uh Loftus, centre back, again really stuck with him. He said that's that's the role for you, Conor We're gonna we're gonna get you involved there. And then up front James Carr came back into the team and had a, had a great impact as well. He brings something different to, to the Mayo team. But yeah, all positive stuff and uh it's 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 looking good for us.
2: That's probably what we said after the um, the, the Common loss David as well that look maybe this, this time off and time away whatever it was five or six weeks could be good for Mayo and as it turned out I mean Kevin McStay let the lads go off for for two weeks maybe got got a bit of sun and then back into the training so do you think that had an impact the the rest I guess in comparison to the Kerry team?
1: Uh, not sure if it's the rest I suppose maybe after being at a a high after winning that league final it, it was difficult maybe to to lower down and get back up to, to to a certain level that's needed for championship football against our Was I suppose That step away, as I said, it was a slight break. Uh, we played a club game. Two or three of the Bellinare lads came back and, play, and played played the game with us. And then they went back into camp. But uh, I suppose they were able to get a couple of these lads fit. Some of these under-20s, um and McHugh, Sam cannon they were, they were back in the frame again. And as always, when you do have that long break, some of the players come out of... Um, come out of the pack. Paul Kohora hadn't played a whole pile. I know he had injuries during the year. He hadn't played a whole pile. And Jason Darty, he was only playing cameo roles coming in as centre-back and he was trusted. It was a, a kind of a wing-forward position because um, I suppose he deserves a huge amount of credit because he's had a, an unbelievably tough couple of years with cruciates and different serious injuries. So he, two of them two boys came out of the pack and uh, they were trusted with with jobs. But I suppose I freshened up and... That question about hunger, I suppose it's it's that great thing about sport. It's it's not maybe so much about what you're hitting in GPS. It's how do you measure that hunger? And I suppose last year Mayo got two trimmings from Curry, and deep down, uh, Mayo had that inside them. Uh, Curry, I suppose they were trying to talk up the league game in Casa Bar this year. That uh, you know they felt they felt they didn't do themselves justice that day. But I suppose in the back of the minds, they they, they got two I suppose comprehensive enough victories earlier on or sorry, last season. So maybe there was that that feeling that uh, that it was going to be something similar, but it was that hunger, and I suppose it is that unbelievably great thing about sport. If you can get that inside you, sometimes it's impossible to know if you have it until you get onto the pitch, but uh, Mayo definitely had it on at the weekend.
0: It seems the other thing, so you've kind of talked about players coming back from injury there. The other thing they've managed to do is blood a number of younger players who have come through successful underage sides in recent years, and uh, put them in the team and give them very defined roles so their responsibilities is clear and there's no doubt about what in their minds about what they need to do and they they appear to be able to do that very well which is kind of merging the old guards getting the best out of them by again, you know, you mentioned Aiden O'Shea uh, reintroducing the injured players and at the same time freshening the squad up with youthful exuberance and real pace
1: Yeah, it's... Uh it's a real, I suppose, trait of Mayo <laughs> that I said, not know, 10, 12 years, if not more. Pace from all over the pitch. And uh, the way, I suppose James Horne deserves, deserves a huge amount of credit, the way he's blooded a lot of these players. Like, there's not, there's not, I don't think, any of them that are the first year in the panel. A lot of these lads were there even in my own time. So they're they're in and around the mix of the panel. Dave McBrien was there in my own time. Uh, Jack Coyne was in for a small while in my own time. Jack Carney has played the last couple of years. Um, Cullen Marie was even in la- in last year with James Horn, I think he was there as number three. Um so uh as you go through through the team, James Carr is there a good while. Um Sam Canlan and Duncan McHugh. Sam Canlan was there last year and Dunlock McHugh was there in and around the panel last year as well. So there's that that bit of groundwork that was put in that the, you know wasn't all new to them, but I said uh Kevin McStay seen what he liked and he really went with them. And as you said, he he, he trusted them and I suppose trust from a manager, um is great like. Just gives you confidence that you can have a couple of goals at this. If it doesn't go right the first or second day, you get another shot at it and then you develop into your game because um it's 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 shown out that these boys are ready and they've they've taken on uh, taken those steps forward. And when you've seen the, the quality of the bench that Mayor were coming coming with in the last, you know, twenty minutes, uh, you've, you know, five, six lads who are really in a position that um, you know, would be playing in in many people's minds. But um they were able to come on and make it, make an impact, which was great. Especially around that middle eight, that middle middle part of the pitch where all that running and hard and hard work is done and, and that pace is needed. You know, maybe we're able to bring on uh, you know, St- um Durkin there made a great impact. Enda Hessian, you know, great pace. Stephen Cohn really, calm and control, Owen McLaughlin, you know, aggressive raw. Great finish, look, classy finish for the goal, but these different these different angles and runners. But yeah, there's been a great there's been a great mix. Of the youth and experience, uh, as you look through the team, I suppose I, I heard Kevin as well saying, "For the down to Curry, that like this group see themselves as equals to Curry, even though there had been them couple of uh, poor defeats last year." But um, those older, more experienced players, you know, they, they, they wouldn't necessarily fear Curry. And then when you have that from your older players and you have your younger, hungrier lads coming in behind it, it, uh, it, it definitely pushes the team in the right direction.
0: There does seem to be some kind of template where uh, Lee Keegan, Oisín Mullen um, are gone and then it's just like new ones spring up like mushrooms overnight who are the, not quite the equivalent yet in terms of athleticism and achievement. But like um, what's in the water uh, off the West Coast that all of a sudden you've got like these fast lads who can run 100 metres 25 times in the first half and then do it again in the second half?
1: Oh, it's a good question. Um <laughs> I don't know. Is it maybe that these lads were were looking at the team the last ten, fifteen years? You know, some of these lads are in the early twenties. So they, all their football is seen as Mayo being an exciting team, running from running from the back. And um, they were some of Mayo's best players, as you said, uh, Lee Keegan, Oshin Mullen, Keith Higgins for years. You had Donald Vaughan, Cullen Boyle. You know, real, real. It was their half back line, and them type of players that really you know excited the Mayo public. And uh maybe it became cool to be that to the player and to, uh and to, and to have a go at it. Um but I suppose one thing I remember years ago, Lee McHale is in the coaching ticket there, but he says you can't coach pace. It's uh you either have it or you don't have it and it's uh we're lucky enough that we've we've fellas that are that are in, interested in playing football and they've got that real pace and they've uh, decided to throw their lot in with, with football. Uh because some of them are probably hugely talented in other sports as well, but they're we're quite lucky that they've come through in that. And uh, we've a couple. We've won ourselves there. Sam Canlan, like is phenomenal athlete. Uh, he's only getting better week by week as a as an actual footballer. You know, decision making, always cool, cool and calm. Like uh, still, a a lot more.
0: still a kid. Still a kid. Really.
1: Yeah. yeah, a couple of years ago, I think I was involved in an under nineteen <laughs> team and and uh, with with the club and. Uh, I think he was still underrating, you know, at the time of COVID, he wasn't allowed with well, the adult teams allowed back and the underage weren't or he wasn't allowed training one of them just into the mix. There was a few months or a month or two when, when Covid had played had played some tricks on us, but uh and then he just shot off, you know what I mean? Had a couple of games with the club. The boys liked him with, Mayo, with the scene and and he's in there now and just, you know, he's made for it. You know, fine player and he's only get he's only going to get better, like getting up the pitch, getting his kick passing going. But yeah, really impressive guy as well, behind the scenes.
2: Was it just a case, David, that, that Mayo got their matchups right and Kerry got theirs wrong? Because I was listening to you mentioned Colin Boyle there, he was on the show uh, last night, and he was talking with Sam Callanan and how you know, he did such a good job on Shawnee O'Shea in that first 45 minutes, as you mentioned, then Paddy Durkin comes off the bench. Um, and from a Kerry perspective, we, we said it earlier in the show, but in the league game earlier this year, you know Jason Foley is marking Aidan O'Shea in the first half, they moved Dylan Casey onto him. Uh, and O'Shea has a, has a has a very good day against Dylan Casey. And all of a sudden, they put Casey on him from the start of the weekend. And Ed O'Shea ends up as man of the match. Was there a number of just mismatches, do you reckon, by, by management on, on the Kerry, Kerry side of things?
1: Uh, I'm not sure if you would call it mismatches. I think it goes back to that that whole thing of getting to the pitch of the game. Like, uh, it looked like a lonely place for the full-back mm. line there for Kerry. Like, there was... Mayo, I think one thing that I was really impressed with was the way Mayo just um, when Curry did get their their kind of some ways defensive shape back there, Mayo kept huge uh, width and depth. I suppose these are two buzzwords now when coaching, but the, they were able to they were leaving three lads inside there and they were keeping real width, so that D was open and you had Tye Morley then he didn't know whether to come out and meet Jack Carney or meet some of the runners and or sit back right in in front of the mache and, and then be overrun by runners. Um, so that, that's that, that, I think it's easy just to, to, to say that it's a full back issue Mayo May were getting time to kick those little bounce passes or those fist passes into it, you know at times and it's, it's it's a difficult place to be they didn't get the protection protection, I suppose that Tig Morley had offered maybe the last last season like that was one of the key aspects of Curry's game getting Tig Morley back in there covering up that D but I think it was something I was really impressed with Mayo that they were able to open up that pitch, you know, they obviously thought about it, it's not a natural thing to do for some of Mayo's players, maybe to nearly stand out of the play, stand on the end line, 40 yards, the far side of the, of the ball, and just occupy a couple of players, same the far side of the pitch, and then you had, you had the runners coming through, so that's, that's something I'm hoping we'll see in the next couple of weeks, when, when teams really do maybe, sit back a bit more, can Mayo work on that, because that is being talked as, uh, you know, maybe a potential issue for Mayo going forward, but, um, the, the uh, like, some of the other matchups
0: sorry I a, was going to yeah. say the likelihood is though that um, they're not going to face too many teams I mean maybe some of the Ulster teams might end up in the quarter final against them but not too many teams are going to sit back and, and and be that just defensive block and not really try and win the game for the rest of the year for Mayo that's like the the value of this victory and we've been talking about this a good bit is they now have games every two weeks all the way up to the quarter-final, assuming, assuming that they take care of business against Loud and Cork. Loud is at home in Castle Bar, you'd expect them to win that. Cork is going to be at a neutral venue, you'd expect them to win that. And then there's two weeks before a quarter-final and they'll be up against an opponent in that quarter-final who'll have played three weeks in a row. It was such a big win.
1: Yeah, like, I, I felt that before the game. I felt there was an opportunity there for Mayo to take the top seed from Kerry. Um, I've seen before. Was it uh, Mayo win super 8 a number of years ago? I was involved, and we finished second in the group. When you were going in straight away the week after playing Dublin in the quarter final, like it, it's it's a difficult thing to do. You need to be in the full of your health. You need to be you know refreshed, focused uh, to, to play some of these these top teams who you're going to be meeting at that stage. Um, but uh, I th- I do think in the next couple of weeks there is good. I I don't know our our Laozen Park going to go man to man with Mayo. Maybe they will, uh, but there will be there will be opportunities. I think for them to sit back and and that will see another side of Mayo. Can they um, can they break that down? But um, I've no doubt that they should be able to get through those games. But I'd like to see some learnings as well because down the line there is going to be there is going to be a stage when we're not going to hit our our conversion rate like we did the last day. It was really high. And uh, we're going to be able to see can we manage a game when the team is going to sit back on us. And I, I could just see something happen there the last day. I suppose Curry, they're probably it's probably not their their ideal style of play. But uh, I could definitely see Mayo trying to work something. And I was, I suppose, surprised. And we well, not surprised. I was, I was impressed by that.
0: Yeah, in uh, fairness, it, it
1: is it's a huge step for Mayo.
0: And look, there could be Tyrone, there could be Monaghan, there could be Armagh in a, a quarter final. I mean, maybe, maybe it's Galway in a quarter final. We shall see. How Gowa and Armagh and on against each other? That's maybe the last one that's kind of still up for grabs in terms of those first seeds. Can I just ask you about Kerry? Right, like, um, there's concern in the, in the Kerry pundits uh, that there's just a hangover from last year and that you can't talk yourself out of it. But if any team is capable of doing it, you know there is there is history for Kerry to have uh, trick trickiness in an early part of a season and for them to recover. Um, if they are going to recover, what would, the, what would need to happen in your view?
1: Um, I suppose the last time, uh, I nearly gone back to Mayo. They, they didn't hit the pitch of the game against Roscommon. Uh, they probably had a good talk about themselves and they said, this is what we need to bring. I've no doubt Curry can bring up another couple of levels, uh, intensity-wise, uh, mindset-wise. I'd imagine the next couple of games they'll, they'll get through them and then will they have that hunger? I suppose they probably want then a, I think want a, real, a real tough game at that stage when they get to this preliminary quarter-final. I'd say they love the toughest one they could get to, to really focus their minds. Uh, it's been a difficult enough season for them when you look at it. I suppose, was it a third of their team if not more were away with club action? They were late coming back into the league. Jack O'Connor was saying from early out six points, we stay up. Uh, I suppose then he hoped for themselves that they had reset, they went in a training camp, cruised through Munster, that they were going to be ready for this. But uh obviously that didn't happen. And uh it's it's uh it's I still definitely wouldn't write them off. I think I think that, that they are it's been said maybe in some ways that it's a bad thing. They're still essentially the same team that won the All Ireland last year. David Clifford is still in unbelievable form. Uh Paulie Clifford the couple of times he got on a couple of balls, he created two goal chances. Uh there's probably more in Sean O'Shea. I think, as you said, Mayo's matchups physically and athletically, they were able to match up quite well in them. But th- th- there's a lot more in them. Uh, maybe they may have to tweak their 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 plan going forward at the back. Are they going to leave themselves that open, or are they going to meet a team like Mayo that's going to go at them that hard again for a while? So I'd imagine they'll have a, a big part to play later on in the season. And I suppose, unluckily for Mayo, they're not out of the competition because uh, Mayo have this. <laughs> and the teams I would have involved in as well, you, you, you often find it might beat a team like this, but you're still talking whatever, six, seven, eight, nine weeks. Mm. till we get to uh I'm gone over there. No,
0: six, you're seven, all right. eight, 9 yeah. weeks
1: till I'm we, back again. Six, seven, eight, nine weeks till we get back to uh, uh a final. So I'm sure there's going to be another another dance in the minute with the with the big boys and it'll be it'll be interesting to see how they how they can get how they can get themselves up to that level again? Because I, I definitely wouldn't write them off anyway.
2: We uh, we can't have you on David without asking about the the most pressurised position in, in Gaelic games the the Mayo goalkeeping position because yeah uh, you know, there's always a lot of pressure on it. But uh, Colin Reap, uh, I think he got mad of the match potentially in the in the league final against Galway. Kicked three points that day. A few impressive saves in the in the second half of the weekend. Uh, one in particular comes to mind from from David Clifford. Um, have you been impressed with with Colin Reep so far? Because there doesn't seem to be a question over the position I guess as there as there maybe had been in the league
1: yeah look no, which is excellent uh, I think that first 10-15 minutes Kerry um, put a bit of a press on him and I remember my own time down there it was in 2019 I was looking out Kerry depressing me and I had Adrian Spillane waving for me to kick the ball on top of him they went really after me that day and I suppose I remember they got the better of me but could have reaped them first 15-20 minutes um, he pinged a couple out the wing, out the terrace side, got Mayo out of trouble, was confident going short. Uh when he felt that he needed to go long, he went long. And what was happening, there was no there was no major plan for a break zone, but it was just that raw desire in the middle of the pitch of Jim with O'Connor getting fingertip fingertips on top of balls it, and a break into Mayo men. But um yeah, I was really impressed with him. Uh his saves, you know, a really important time in the game. I think Mayo had hit a, in a period there, Mayo had three wides and Curry had a couple of goal chances, and uh, that that was an, an exceptional save uh, positioning. was uh, uh, got down quick. I was trying to watch it back on um, on the replay, and like I think Clifford hit the ball so quick you could barely even see what it hit. Like he just <laughs> rebounded out so quick, so he, uh, he he got down really well. Yeah, he's been he's been excellent. In fairness to him, uh, that league final performance. The amount of saves he made is really, I suppose, uh, cemented his position in the in, in the team. Um, as it showed, really, I suppose. The, sorry?
0: Was he always a goalkeeper as a kid now, the whole way through?
1: Um, like, I think he played... I remember he was one of the top scorers in the league for Knockmore. In his early, maybe, 20s, he would have played outfield for Knockmore. He was a free taker. Full forward, but I think he would have played soccer in goal. His father would have been a goalkeeper. He was on the Knockmore team that got to a, a club All Ireland. So you know he he definitely had goalkeeping in him. Um, I suppose some people thought when they, he he came, I think he had to be really not forced, but he was merely asked to come back for playing goal for Knockmore a couple of years ago by Ray Dempsey, and um, he he would they went on and won a couple of uh, county titles. So he hadn't been playing in in Knockmore consistently up to maybe. You know, three seasons ago, three four seasons ago, when is when he when he got uh, consistently playing, but he, you know he's really bought into it. Even physically, like he's uh, he's got he's fit, he's strong, um, he's kicking. He's a lovely little strike of a ball. Uh, you know, a couple of steps uh, didn't go over for him the last day, but there's no problem with distance, I and mean, he that's another another weapon for Mayo. But um, and some interesting stuff as well. When I was looking, like I know that the thing from the opposition kick out is coming up on the forty five, but even as the opposition is coming up the pitch. He's kind of playing as a sweeper in in line with the top forward and the opposition. So as they look up, that crossfield ball, he's often cutting that out. There's one good example. I think it was Graham O'Sullivan was coming up the terrace side and he looked up and it was like um, David Clifford on the 21. And inside him was uh, Conor Reap. So he's cutting off that crossfield ball. And the ball went down the wing and uh, Mayo turned it over and went up. So there's something there's something happening there. I think uh, Gary Matthews, who was involved with Dublin a number of years ago, he's come in as goalkeeping coach um, this season. So he's um, he's probably has an influence on that. And uh, in fairness to him, everything he's been asked to do, uh, he, he's, he's doing top class. And uh, an important save like that is only going to build his confidence even more. Uh, I think, in fairness to Kevin as well, in my own time, there was a lot of swapping and change, and I suppose he gave everybody a look in the league. But he, you could see from early on that he liked the look of Fulham. I suppose mm. maybe his, his club championship form, and that again, I suppose, would only build confidence. And uh, he's been rewarded with that, so you know, deserves a bit of credit.
2: We touched this morning, David, on the introduction of this new trial in higher education football of the the kick out. Um, so the kickout must go beyond 45 meters before the defending team or the goalkeeper's team can can touch the ball. I guess they just want more contests and, and midfield battles uh, under the high ball. What do you make of this ro- ro- new rule from a, from a goalkeeping perspective? I guess
1: uh, might make it easier as a goalkeeper.
2: <laughs> well, yeah, just launch <laughs> it,
1: pressure in the short one, <laughs> launch it and hope for the best. It is it is at times more enjoyable, but I'm, I suppose if you do that, sure Next thing, the teams will be setting up and giving you the ball on your own 45 and they'll all be back already at the at the opposite 45. But um, you could see when the game, when the ball was kicked long at times in the last game, you know, it, it, a break either way and it's that, that set defence is not there, you know. It, it, it was a bit more enjoyable to watch. But um, I don't know, I did they try that a number of years ago as well? I was playing myself years ago in FBD. Um, it's... Uh, it will be worth to try, I suppose, but uh, I suppose it, so many changes. I, di- I didn't think the game was bad the last year. It was interesting to see what the teams were doing with kickouts. Kick um, you know, both teams were pressing for period after half-time. Curry sat back. Did it really make much of a difference to the game? Uh, no. <laughs> you know, I, I think I, I think I think it brings a bit of a bit of a bit of enjoyment to it, a bit of tactical. You know. Mystery to it as well the way teams are going after teams kick But it it is, it is enjoyable to see the ball be kicked down the middle now and again. And and you could see that from both teams that they, they were they were willing to do that. So, but I think that's coming naturally. Even the last couple of seasons, teams are more willing to yeah to kick it out. You seem Tyrone a number of years ago. They were that was where some of their best scores from. You know, kicking that kicking that ball on.
0: And well, they won all Ireland it. doing it. Yeah,
1: yeah, pretty yeah. much. Yes, yeah. So I think I think it is coming. I don't think we need to force it too much, but um it'll be interesting I suppose to see how it goes and uh, but I, I just be fearful that the way the team's set up if they wanted to give it to you on the 21 I've no doubt they'll let you win it on your own 45 and they'll, they'll drop back even further and I don't know that's not going to be a, a, a great spectacle you know
0: no you've got, got to be careful what you wish for David Good Stuff thanks many for joining us ok man good to see you OCB AM with Gillette Labs get the ultimate shave or your money back Neon Night Edition available now